0: Homes.com. We've done your homework.
1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about why you might go exploring in your own house or office, and Elizabeth will reveal some big dog-related news. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am here in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from Puerto Rico is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. Right now, I'm in San Juan. And I'll be moving out to the resort where we're shooting Fantasy Island tomorrow. So, Gretchen, I'm very excited to be on Fantasy Island for Season 2. Yes, Season 2 is underway. Now, before we jump in, we
1: have a lot of updates. If you are watching on YouTube, we are so excited to be on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel. We'll put a link in the show notes. The channel is Gretchen Rubin, and it really does help to support the show. Also, we just passed February 15th, which can be called Discouragement Day because that's by this date a lot of people have become discouraged about their New Year's resolution. But we are reframing it as Determination Day to stay determined. And we got some listener ideas for how to stay determined as we are hot in pursuit of all our aims for 2022.
0: Yes, and Gretchen, here's a listener who's responding to episode 363, where we talked about pushing beyond a 30-day challenge. Tracy says, I'm an obliger who had this problem for years. I would set a workout challenge to 30 days, cross it off, and not want to start over again. I finally had an idea a few years ago, and it has worked for me. I make a challenge to go to the gym X amount of times throughout the year. I have a whiteboard calendar on my wall with a notes section. Gotta have a visual. When I go to the gym, I put a little number on the date, and at the end of the month, I tally it up and make a note on the whiteboard. Next month, same thing, and then I add that new total in the notes section. I get to see my numbers accumulate throughout the year, and on January 1st, the challenge starts over. This year, it's 125 days. I'm at 10 visits with 11 more months to go. Love that idea. Yeah, it's
1: kind of the accountability to the future self and the kind of the accountability to sort of the numbers tracker aspect of it, of watching those numbers and feeling like you want to hit a number. And then we had uh, listener Gretchen. We don't get many Gretchens. There are not many of us Gretchens who had an idea for using pairing. She wrote, I'm reaching out to share a recent tweak on some happier tools that I'm using and finding much success. Instead of a one-sentence journal, I am doing a one-task journal where I choose one thing I would like to get done the next day. When choosing, I take into consideration what's already planned that day and I pick something realistic. I write this in my journal. The next day, when I do the task, I reward myself by getting to do the daily Wordle puzzle. This puzzle is offered only once a day, so if I don't do my task, I miss it. This has been the motivation and focus I needed to get some tasks done that I want to do but never make time for. So, listen, you and Sarah just talked about Wordle on the Happier yes. in Hollywood podcast. And, of course, like, everyone's abuzz by this. But I thought this yes, was a great idea yes. of pairing the fun of Wordle with crossing something off your list— and this is also an interesting twist on the one sentence journal to use it as a one task a day journal. So I will post a link in the show notes, both to the Happier app where you could keep this on your phone as a one sentence journal and also to the one sentence journal, like the actual physical journal that I've created. It's GretchenRubin.com slash shop and the happierapp.com, But I'll put a link in the show notes to those.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, of course, I wouldn't be able to wait. I have to do Wordle immediately. It's the first thing I do every morning.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Also from 363, we have a few more suggestions about swallowing pills. Lori said, I have a sensitive gag reflex, so had struggled my whole life to swallow large pills. Several years ago, I finally discovered a way that works for me. I use a straw to consume the water I'm taking with my pill. Then Brenda said, I've used a product that has helped me take pills. It's called MedCoat. It coats the pill and makes it easy to swallow. So again, it turns
1: out there's a lot of solutions. So if this is something that's kind of a happiness stumbling block for you. Turns out people have a lot of different things that they're using. It's interesting I didn't realize that there were so many different strategies that you can try, but there really are a lot of options, which is great. And one final thing before the Try This at Home, we are coming up on our seventh anniversary. I mean, Elizabeth, how mind-blowing is that, that it's seven? And as we do every year, we're going to do a roundup of our favorite Try This at Home, favorite hacks, favorite moments, big milestones of the year. And we love to include ideas from listeners. So if there's something that has really stood out for you from the previous year, Or any year. We'd love to hear it. And we'll try to incorporate that when we do our seventh anniversary roundup. And now the Try This at Home is to go exploring in your own house or your own office. And this is not a clutter clearing suggestion. It is just about having a very solid visual map of where everything is in your house or your office.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, this is so useful because I recently did this with a blue cabinet we have in our house, okay? It's this very nice, shiny blue cabinet. And the other day I opened it up to do exactly what you're saying, just explore what was in there. And I realized I had all these Christmas things in there, not decorations, but like Christmas candles, Christmas placemats, that sort of Christmas item. And it was great because I had these christmas towels that my sister-in-law had given us for christmas and they were still on the dining room table because i said where do i put these yeah i want to know where they are to get them but you know that whole thing and then as soon as i happened to open up this cabinet i went ah this is where i should put the christmas dish towels because now that's where all that sort of christmas item are but before I explored, I had no idea that Christmas stuff was even in there. Right.
1: Well, it's funny because, you know, I'm a person, I love to clear clutter and so I feel like I'm kind of on top of it. But I have places like under the beds where I'll just put stuff under there mm. and you don't. I don't go into it. And so I forget what's there. And I think I'm particularly annoyed by not being able to find something in my home or my office. I think other people are more (laughs) patient. For some reason to me, this is just quite, quite annoying. So I like the feeling of being able to just call up in my mind where any random object Mm. that you could mention, Barnaby used to sleep in a crate. Now he doesn't sleep in a crate. Where did I put the crate? Did we get rid of the crate? That's a large item. It's a large item, right? I must have collapsed it, right? But where is that thing? Yeah. Okay, well now I know where that thing is. That thing is under our is under a bed. Or or like, Elizabeth, you remember one time when I was helping you move, we bought so many boxes to pack up your stuff. And then like near the very end, we looked under your bed, and that's where you had very nicely put away all the boxes yes. from when you'd moved in. And we're like, oh, here's this treasure trove. We, I think we ended up using them all, but I mean, just barely. We found them barely in time. Yeah. And so I, you don't want to get into the situation where you keep buying something because you forget you have it or you can't find it, where you're like, well, I don't know where that hammer is, so I just have to keep buying hammer after hammer every two years. You need one. But if you know, oh, I very cleverly put all the tools on this one random shelf somewhere— then you know where to find it when you're looking for it.
0: Just the other day, I opened up a cabinet in our laundry room to look for something, and I saw all of these really nice china mugs I had that I completely forgot I had ever (laughs) gotten. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to use these when people come over. I love these. These are my special mugs that I put in the shelf to preserve them. I completely (laughs) forgot they existed. And so... And just going around and seeing just a mental refresher. And you probably need to do this periodically, like once a year or something, just to remember. Because if you don't use something, it just falls out of your mind. But that doesn't mean you don't want to use it at some point. Right, exactly. And also,
1: one of the things, because I started doing this once I realized there were these nooks and crannies where I, I had forgotten what I had put there. But I'm not trying to clear clutter while I'm doing this. So like in Outer Order Intercom, I have a bazillion suggestions about how to clear clutter. And Elizabeth, you're clutter blind, but you know I love to clear clutter. Yes. Everybody needs a hobby. But for this, Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't even try to clear clutter. Like if you feel compelled to or you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to get rid of this thing now or I need to give this thing away or I need to get this thing out. We need it. That's great. But I really think for the purposes of this exercise, don't expect yourself to do that because that's a whole separate task and it's it's got its own challenges and things you've got to do and maybe you don't have the time and the effort for that. But just knowing where stuff is is itself very helpful. And so this is just like you you're randomly walking through your house and you just you're like what is in that blue cabinet? You can just randomly open it when you have 2 minutes. And just glance through yeah. it. You're not asking yourself to do anything yes. other than just register it. So it's a very it's a you're very just low, looking. You're just looking. And yeah. maybe you gotta get down on the floor and peer under something, hike up the, the dust ruffle on a bed <laughs> or you right. know like pull over a step stool so you can see like what's at the back of that shelf, because there's something yeah. back there, but it's in a box, but I don't know what. But really this is meant to be something that's pretty quick and easy, but it's just meant to make our lives more efficient and more streamlined and putting things to good use. If you forget you have those mugs, yours could go by and you don't use mugs that you would enjoy and then they're kind of wasted.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So let us know if you do try this at home and it, how going exploring in your home or office works for you. Let us know what is the most surprising thing you found. <laughs> um, what did you unearth when you went spelunking in your own home? Let us know <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at podcast.gretchenwoman.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes this is happiercast.com slash 365 for everything related to this episode.
0: Coming up, we have two happiness hacks, but first let's break.
1: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team
0: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen.
1: Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for Happiness Hacks. We're going to hit them with two. What's our first one? Ooh.
0: (laughs) Okay. This comes from Pam. She says, here's a happiness hack that makes me happier and productive. Whenever I have a number of menial tasks to do, I put on a short podcast and make it a game. How many of these tasks can I finish before the end of the podcast episode? The little happier podcast is one of my go-to pods for this very purpose. In less than five minutes, I can make my bed and declutter my side table. The combination of getting started, being entertained, and racing against a clock I love, the podcast, gives me the energy I need to keep going.
1: Well, I love the idea that the little happier (laughs) is working this way. And this is something maybe you could do you're exploring your house in these little bunches. Because I think a lot of people really like this racing against the clock. It kind of gamifies doing tasks. I think that's really smart. And then Deborah has the hack, and she's an obliger. This is a travel hack. She says, I have an exercise hack when traveling on business. I research a yoga studio near my hotel, make a reservation, and pay for it before I leave for the business trip. It's a great way to understand a new city, and it makes you get out and exercise because you've already made the commitment. Plus, I love listing out how many places in the world I've done downward dog. So I think this is a great way. Like, as she says, it's a way to explore, and it's a way to create accountability and for a lot of people, exercising while traveling is hard. And this also is kind of an adventure. Yes. Like then you, you sort of have a destination and it's a way to engage with the city more than just walking down the street or walking through the airport. You're actually you're participating mm-hmm. in the life of the city. I think that's a great idea.
0: Great idea.
1: And now listen, let's, let's do this know yourself better question. And this is just for fun. I don't think that this is anything that's gonna give us deep insight, you know, into ourselves or how to make important changes, yeah. No, but it's kind of interesting. Yes, no
0: action items, just, uh, just <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah.
1: Just fun. I'm writing a book about the five senses, and so I'm thinking a lot about texture, a lot about taste, a lot about flavor and smell. And one of the things that comes up a lot is the texture of food, because all, all, it just the texture of food is a very important aspect of our pleasure or displeasure when we eat. And it turns out there's this research study, which I will link to, which argues that when it comes to texture preferences when eating people fall into four main groups and they they emphasize you can enjoy foods in many of the groups, but there tends to be a connecting factor.
0: So the first group is the chewers. They prefer Mm -hmm. foods that can be chewed longer and don't fracture when bitten. Soft oatmeal cookies, sausage, gummy candy.
1: Then there are the crunchers. Crunchers prefer foods that break up when bitten. Something like potato chips, a crisp apple, raw broccoli.
0: And then the suckers they prefer hard foods that they hold in their mouths to dissolve slowly, hard candies or orange slices. And then the smooshers prefer
1: soft foods that spread in their mouths, like ripe bananas or oatmeal or goat
0: cheese or custard. My favorite thing about this, Gretchen, is the names. I love the <laughs> names of all of these, the smooshers and the suckers. You get it right away, what they're describing. Yes, yes. So, Elizabeth, I have to ask you, what are you? I am a cruncher. I mm. am the potato chip person. I love to crunch. I find it very satisfying. Like, I love carrots. They crunch. Mm-hmm. I love potato chips. Again, right. yes, crisp apples. How about you? I'm a
1: smoosher. I like things that you that kind of spread out in your mouth. Like I love um, Greek yogurt, for instance, where it's creamy and thick. And kind of goes all over your mouth.
0: Okay, that would be my least favorite. I don't necessarily enjoy that sensation so much. We'll see, that's interesting. And Jamie is a <laughs> sucker. Like, he loves, mm. in
1: his stocking this year, he got one of those massive Lifesavers books where it's all the, like, he loves mm. hard candy. And maple sugar, like the hard candy, he loves... Sucking on something, having it in his mouth. So he, and that's not something that appeals to me. I usually just crunch those things right away. So, mm. but Elizabeth, this made me think of breakfast cereal because breakfast cereal is something that's just wildly popular. People love breakfast cereal, and I wonder if yes, it's because yes. actually, people can eat it in different ways. Like you can eat it dry, and then it's really brittle and crispy, or you can have it just like fresh with milk, and then it's kind of crunchy and chewy. Or you can let it really get soggy, and then it's almost a mush. And so this, it's kind, it kind of offers something for everyone.
0: Yeah, I'm the person who immediately pour in the milk and then don't even let a second go by because I want it to be crunchy. So it all makes sense. And I let the milk soak in. Isn't that funny? I never realized this difference between us. Yes. And another thing is
1: chocolate. Because, okay, of course, chocolate is wildly mm. popular, and chocolate is also something where you can have it creamy, you can have it brittle, you can have a very, very hard candy that you hold in your mouth, mm. something like um, a chocolate-covered coffee bean or something like that. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's another reason why it's so popular, is that it, it can take lots of different forms, so many people find it satisfying, where if it's something like a lemon drop, only the suckers would like the lemon drop, right. and the other people would right. maybe <laughs> not be so interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: well, I fun. will post
1: a link to this academic article if you want to read more about their research. I found it quite fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So fun to think about the five senses.
1: Yes, and the four types of food textures. <laughs> now, Elizabeth, we often have listener questions that we discuss, but we also ask listeners for answers. And you had posed a question for listeners several weeks ago about getting a second dog. Much to my astonishment, you were so excited about adding nacho to your family, your corgi, that you were all thinking about, should you get a second dog? So you asked listeners to weigh in, and oh boy, we get a lot of responses yes. to this. So you must tell us, what did you make of all those answers? Bring us along in your thinking.
0: Yes, well, I mean, Gretchen, first of all, thank you to everybody who had such interest in whether or not I should get a second dog. And it was, I mean, all over the map. People had yes. all sorts of different advice about, it's great to have two dogs that are the same age or just, or you don't want two dogs that are the same age, or <laughs> you should do this, you should do that. I mean, so much so that it was like, oh my gosh, I can go any direction here. And I think, Alyssa,
1: sometimes when that happens, what you learn is maybe there is no right answer. There's no best right. policy, that there's a lot of factors, and it depends.
0: Yes. And so at the end of the day, I kind of didn't take anyone's advice at all and just listened to ourselves. And we got <laughs> another corgi puppy, a girl, Daisy. She's about three months old, Nacho's six months old. So we have two puppies now. And she's absolutely adorable. Of course, we adore her. It's a lot, but yeah. we're so happy. We just really wanted a friend for Nacho, and he just loves having her. That's clear. And she seems very happy. So it's a lot, but we're taking on the challenge, and we're really having fun with it. Of course, Gretchen, I am now in Puerto Rico, so it's all about yeah. Jack and Adam. I'm So it's easy for me right now. Well, Take us through a little bit of your thinking, because I have to say,
1: I was absolutely staggered. I was surprised when you got a dog, but you'd been talking about getting a dog.
0: But then, like, the next day, when I was like, we're getting another dog. I was like,
1: what? So, what was your thinking?
0: Nacho brought so much love and energy to the house, which I certainly wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting. I had no idea how much I would enjoy it. And... I realized my whole adult life, I did not see myself as a dog person or really a pet person at all. I really could have been fine never right. having a, a pet again after we lost our cats. But then it turns out I love it and maybe I am a pet person. And I talked about on Happier in Hollywood how freeing it was to realize that yeah. I am can take on another identity. I'm not necessarily who I think right. I am. I'm still evolving and changing which made me go, so why not be a person who has two dogs? Shockingly, I'm not just a one-dog person. I'm a two-dog person. I mean, it probably doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but I'm sure you agree with me, Gretch, that it's radical for us. Yes. Yes. It is mind-blowing. I think the whole family is like, who is this person? We don't know her. Yeah. Well, it's interesting
1: because I think this is a great example of kind of a deep paradox, and we've talked about this before, where sometimes when you feel like you're really stretched, like you're really at the outer limits of what you can manage, sometimes, paradoxically, adding something Mm. actually makes things easier. That somehow you get a lift or an energy or a new identity or a sense of new possibilities. And so to me, I was like, season two is coming up. You have one puppy. Like, how can you add something else? But in fact, for you, the right thing to do was Daisy. And that was the right decision. Yes. Even though you could say like, well, it's just more work, but it's like, it's so much more than more work.
0: So much more. I said to Jack, what's the best thing about having two dogs? And he said, double the love, which I oh. thought was so sweet. Aw. Oh, oh. But you know what, Alyssa, because <laughs> you and
1: I are both obsessed with the Get Back documentary about the Beatles. Maybe maybe yes. Daisy is your Billy Preston. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yes, the, the, the totally. Beatles got like so energized and they were like, Billy, you're giving us such a lift. When he came yes. in, like, you're like, another complicating yes, person? Yes. Like, don't they have enough yes. complications? So it's like, no, Billy Preston lifted them up. So, well, I Absolutely. applaud your willingness to expand your
0: sense of identity. It's it's really Thank cool. You.
1: Gold star.
0: Coming up, Gretchen gives herself an email-related demerit. But first, this break. I don't
1: community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about student visionaries of the year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job.
1: dot com slash Gretchen Rubin.
0: Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars. And you are up this week with a happiness demerit.
1: So yes, email. I'm sure it's a source of demerits for many of us. I would never aspire to inbox zero. That would not work for me. But I have learned that if I can keep my emails under 100, that's really good. Because what that means is that everything that's in my email inbox is there for a reason. Like, I'm holding on to it. I need it's something that I refer back to. It's an important reminder. For me, 100 is the right number. And I have been really good about keeping it under 100 or right, you know, right flickering up and down between like 110 and 90. And then it just got away from me and I was creeping up into the like 150, 160. And what that means is I'm just not doing that grunt work. And, and what it also means is I'm probably like a bottleneck for other people because a lot of that stuff is like, oh, I need to just look at this and think or check my calendar or check something or, or review something. And if I'm not answering it, probably that means that other people are not able to move forward. So it's not just a demerit in my own time management, but my own management in working with others. And so... As is often the case, I'm giving myself this demerit to plant my flag to say I'm mm-hmm. going back to inbox 100. So wish me well.
0: I do. And if it makes you feel better, I just looked and I have over 21,000 unread emails. So those are just the ones I haven't read. So I'm a long way from 100. I don't even know what that means. I mean, clearly, it, it's it's
1: not meaningful because it's not like one no, day you would read just, them. But yeah, I, I anyway. No, yes. it's just... It is what it, it is. It is what it is. This
0: is clutter blindness of the email. <laughs> okay, but
1: lift us up. We're not, let's not, let's not worry about the emails. What's something yes. great? What's a gold star?
0: Well, Gretch, in expanding my identity with a puppy, I'm also expanding my identity into someone who uses a French press. Okay, Ooh, so my fancy. gold star is for the French press. You know, I've always been like a 7-Eleven coffee person. Yes. I always like the the cheapest, worst yes. coffee I yes. can find. Yeah. But I was at Sarah's recently and she only had a French press uh, because her dad loved French press. And so I said, okay, I'm going to try it. We had this great coffee that our manager had given us and I did it. And I said, this is the greatest coffee I've ever had. I absolutely loved it. I, that day, ordered the exact same French press that Sarah has, which I think the brand is a Friling, And... Of course, I'm in Puerto Rico now, but when I was home, I was making French press like every day, and it was this fun little ritual, and then I had my little pot of coffee, and I said, you know hey, I'm someone who likes French press. I'm just evolving every day. There much.
1: you go. There you go. Okay, well, we'll put a link in the show notes if people want to just check out what the... I often am just like, whatever you yes. have is whatever I want. I don't even want to...
0: Well, that's why I just yeah, like, got what Sarah yeah, had. I'm like, like, let's not mess around. Right. I liked this. Right. Let me no get decision this.
1: fatigue. Yeah. Just no analysis yes. paralysis. Good. Well, there you go. You are a person who loves coffee, Elizabeth. When you and I are together, we drink absolutely staggering amounts of coffee. So I look forward to trying your French press the next time I am in L.A. Yes. So the resources for this week. Speaking of the show notes, we always say you can go to the show notes for this week. One thing you can do is you can sign up to get the show notes by email. So if you want to see links and photographs and kind of we put a lot of effort into the show notes, you can go to the new preferences page. I've got like a new page for signing up for my various newsletters. So if you go to happiercast.com slash show notes, you can sign up to get the show notes every week and you can see if there are any other newsletters that you'd like to get, like the moment of happiness quotation newsletter or anything. And this does include the little Happiers, Happier with Gretchen Rubin and the More Happiers, our brand new More Happiers.
0: Yes, every other Saturday. Every
1: other Saturday. And a lot of people for 2022 are aiming to move more, to exercise or to move. If you are the kind of person who likes to get a daily prompt to give yourself a jumpstart, I did a free seven-day SMS challenge to help you jumpstart the habit of movement. So if you text... MOVE, M-O-V-E, to one 934 1913 You can join. And of course, I will put that in the show notes. Happiercast.com slash 365. And Elizabeth, what are you reading?
0: I am reading The Replacement Wife by Darby Kane. How about you?
1: I am reading Demystifying Disability by Emily Liddell. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Go exploring in your own home or office. See what's there. Let us know if you tried it and if it
0: worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at And if you like this show,
1: please be sure to tell a friend. That is how most people discover our show. And rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft and I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us onward and upward. So, Lizzie, it's so fun to look over your shoulder and see that you're in this completely new place. You're in Puerto Rico.
0: I know. And right now, I don't have an ocean view, but I'm hoping next time we record, I'll have the ocean behind me. Ooh, like you did last time. Stay tuned. That was fabulous. Yes. So fun. From the Onward
1: Project.